This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you after you put the next episode on. Right, those of you staying with us, then we are going into Fleming. Um, Stephen, what's wrong with Fleming? Well, I'm going to answer that in a slightly different way because I think the last two games that he's played, he's probably been one of our best players. Last week, I thought he was the best player in the Millwall shirt. Today, I thought he was um, the effort was there. Again, maybe lacking end product, but I don't think it was a lack of effort or a lack of trying. I, I think Zian Fleming is. Um, somebody and myself included I think we expect so much from him from what happened last year and we expect to see um, you know goals assist the flair player I think there's been the talk of Burnley last summer really really done him in I think his head may have been turned and for whatever reason he he, you know he stayed with the club we didn't sell him Um, I don't think being played out wide is um, is right for him. He's got to be played central. We've seen it so many times when he's in and around the box. He's such a better player than when you're asking him to take on fullbacks. Um, as I say, I thought he was okay today. I don't think he should have been taken off when we needed a goal. I thought he was pretty good last week. Um, we just need to see um, consistently, like we got for a spell last year, goals and assists. But um, the biggest problem is the fact that we're shoving him out wide for me. Can I just say, just for the algorithm, what obviously listens to this and just to play havoc with it, West Ham United put <laughs> 4-0 in the first half and most of your fan base fucking left. Um, and Declan Rice, um, I do know your dad and, um, mate, you couldn't have topped that off any better. Uh, that, was, that was absolutely fantastic. That was the only thing what made me smile today after the game earlier and then obviously watching, you know, what happened there. So, um, yeah. Um, Fleming needs to play nearer the striker, uh, which would allow him to get in. Maybe he should be the lead striker or just behind the striker in the central role. I definitely fall 100% on board with, you know, he's being not utilised as well as he should be out wide. Uh, I think he should definitely be in that attacking mid-roll right under the striker. I think that role suits him better. Um, if I could bring in maybe a negative comment on Fleming, but like I told you before, Stephen, he sh- I wouldn't have subbed him off. I would have kept him on or one of the other time, whatever the case. If, I, if he was in for 90, I'd be fine with that. 
Um, and I want him there because he creates that bit of magic. He has that magic in him. I will say I thought he was physically beaten today. I do think a couple of the times he got beat off the ball a little easier than I would have liked. Um, I mean, he's coming from the Dutch league, which is in, in my eyes, a physical league. I think the championship's much more physical. Um, and I really don't say it as a, like a, I don't like Fleming. I just want to say, you know, uh, I didn't like that. Fleming. <laughs> didn't say that, but no, um, I, I think Chris, yeah. Chris Brown, I said 2025 goals, um, is injured now and don't get me started on that. So, um, yeah, don't get me started on that. We, we'll come back to that in a bit because it'll fall in with the, um, with the, um, Aldo stuff, um, in a bit, so yeah. Second season Fleming syndrome from Fleming. Fleming is a one season f wonder. Sorry, what I meant, Mickey, was the fact that Danny shows that our players don't have the belief or vision in themselves and play the right pass when needed. I I agree with you. I look. I, I personally with Danny, I think that Danny and this is my thoughts on it, on on the Danny. I think Danny is a is a good player for us if played in the right position the things what I don't necessarily like and why I say that I'm the Danny you know Danny fan club you know the 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 the, the founder and all this and we joke about it on the pod is that if you remember last season under Rowett there was um a to and fro with um the contract negotiations and I don't know what was going on what causes what clauses or anything else but there was a there was a something going on in the background and I didn't like the fact that the club went and spoke to Richard Cowley about Danny because it was obvious that what they were doing was trying to apply pressure onto Danny and to make him obviously sign faster, whatever it was. And I felt that it wasn't right. And then I think nothing changed. And then Rowett suddenly threw him in front of the bus and said, well, until he signs, I'm not going to play him. And that's where fans started to turn on Danny, which I think is fucking wrong because Danny could never come out and justify what happened or what was going on because, you know, the club controls who the players speak to on the media and everything else. And I just didn't agree with that. And I think that since then, when they turned the fans towards Danny as a weapon to a degree, uh, and it's only my opinion, you know, it's not anything what I know, it's just my opinion. Um, I just think that it wasn't necessarily... it. it as the saying is in England, it just wasn't cricket. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I didn't necessarily agree with that. And, and uh, you know, and I think that's why I'll, I will always defend Danny to a degree. I think if you play him in the right position, he's proven time and time again that he, he does the job well. I watch Fleming closely. And for me, he for sure is being wasted on the left. His movement is really not what that good. He often plays a pass and then just stand still. Mind you, that's the case of virtually all our players. It is indeed at the moment. Um, Fleming has his best performance playing off Bradshaw. There's a good point. Yep, yeah, no, you're not wrong there. 6-0, that cheers me up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fleming was good today. I know people are saying he shouldn't be out wide, but he's been better there than in the middle lately. Um it all depends say, on who's getting the service, though, isn't it? If 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 we're passing the ball about, then yeah, he is. But he does make some silly mistakes passing, though, doesn't he? It gets them taken away and stuff. So yeah. Uh, as I said, the last couple of games, uh, I've 
he's he's been very very good and improved and there was talk oh you know it's the end of the transfer window so performances have picked up but we're out of the transfer window now and I thought he's played two very very good games so mm. um I, I just I just think he needs to be played central I don't necessarily think um we're getting the best out of um we're getting the best out of him whatsoever because of the and, and I also the other thing and I, this doesn't just impact on Fleming and it, it impacts on Mill as a whole and and the entire whoever the eleven is. We made five changes at Hull last week. We made four changes today. No doubt we're going to see changes. You, you, there's going to be changes on on uh, Wednesday. Um, looking for a reaction that's not just down on Fleming because he's playing the majority of the games, but we're chopping and changing the team so much. He's got to find a way of just picking a regular side and try and get them to build some confidence and actually playing with each other. Because after team don't know if they're going to be playing the next game. And that goes back to the point of Sarkic versus Bart. Like at a, at a point we have to stick with it at a point there has to be, okay, this is the 11 we're going to go with. We're not going to make wholesale changes like this. Yeah, so that kind of speaks to that point. Like at a point, we have to start. These guys are going to start every week, so uh, that goes back to what we mentioned earlier. No, it's, I mean David, you got a point. You have there. There is a, a valid point there that the guys who come through the academy get nowhere near what players who come in from outside to get paid. Um, and that's why. Wage. And that's why Remain SA. The issue with Remain SA and his contract at the moment. That's why Millwall was so keen to tie him down to a new contract because he would have been going from being on absolutely peanuts to probably not being on loads of money. But that that's why they were so quick to do it. Do you know the other thing? What I think with Fleming and it, and it may be a bit of a controversial point here, but you know maybe again if you're watching on YouTube, please do press like. Um, is did Warnock share the secrets? Because. When he came in, no one knew how he played and he was quite freely. First half, he was slowing and then the second half, he suddenly came into his own and he was flying around and everything else and causing people problems. Then, then Warnock come to the den and basically he played a good PR game beforehand. You know, Millwall fans are great, blah, 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 blah. And then he stuck two players on him and they just suddenly showed the rest of the championship. Fleming who? Who's Fleming? We fucking proved that you can fucking cause him problems. Just stick players on him and he doesn't like it. And that and that just was, to a degree, his downfall. That was where, from that moment, when people realised that you could, you could pinpoint Fleming, um, and that's when people started causing problems. And that's where he started to, to drop down. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, uh, possibly. I, I, I just think, though, that with last season Gary Rower had this 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 way did it with Jed Wallace the season before that everything went through Jed didn't it we was always and and last season it was Fleming it all went through him with all the goals everything went through him and I just I feel like we've come away from that a little bit and I get why because you don't want to be just reliant on one player but we just don't get the best out of Fleming. We don't utilise him. Yes, he hasn't helped himself in certain situations where maybe he should do a little bit better. But um, and, and there's a comment, good players lose markers. I guess if you're being doubled up every week, it's quite tricky. But you do you, the better players in this division find a way of being creative. 
being the man on the end of the pass or whatever. And and he's he's not done that enough. But I don't think it's through a lack of trying, as I say. I'm going to read Stephen's one, which pretty much covered up. <laughs> um, Anthony, uh, Stephen Matthews says, we are trying to go from a team that was very defensive, trying to nick a 1-0 win under Rowett. Uh, the football got very boring and predictable, even from a supporter's view, to the point where I didn't look forward to going down the den. The opposition would have sussed us out. And if we could, and if we could from the stands, uh, oh, the opposition, the den, the opposition would have sussed us out if we could from the stands to go into an attacking team under Edwards. You can see where we are going, but it's going to take time. We will be an exciting team to watch, which I agree with. Um, I you, think that's you... one of them. Sorry, go on, no, go on, go on, mate. No, it's just to to point out what Mickey said earlier. This season goes to the point of relegation, and we end up in League One. You'd still want Joe Edwards there. You still want to give him that opportunity. So I think that's just to mention what you said earlier. Sorry, so Andrew. Ro- Andrew Rogers just... is the same as me. Look, Warren, it was the one last season for. For Huddersfield, he was the first manager to know how to nullify Fleming properly, and every other manager did the same afterwards. Yeah, it has, and I mean that that comment from that was about Joe Edwards. I agree, it is going to take time. We all knew. Um, I think, I think if my dad's still listening, um, he said right at the beginning that it'd be a bumpy ride under Joe Edwards, and it has been. It you, we've had terrible performances. We've had a good, you know, couple of games at Christmas, and then it's gone bad, and it, it it's just. It's going to be that way. It's just we have to stick with him, but he also has to adapt pretty quickly to learn um, that sometimes uh, whilst we, um, should we say, we called Gary Rowett very stubborn over his tenure. And I'm not saying that Joe Edwards is stubborn, but he just needs to have a little bit more about him and another style of play. But I I agree with that comment. It is going to be it is going to be um, a bumpy ride. Right, let's go on to. Um, we're going to go on to Aldo, um, and listen. I think it is. I think there's a good you know point what? where I would have start off with it. Go on. Just what when you what you find that comment? I think we mention his name more on our podcast than than the football club do at literally throughout the season, because you never we never hear we never hear anything about him, and then all of a sudden. Um, all of a sudden, like we mention him pretty much every week, but it is, it, I feel it, it's still something else that needs it, it is. So you can, you can delve so much into our recruitment. It's unbelievable. Here we go. Look, Alex Aldridge, weaker by the window, 365 days ago, needed a target man. This was to get into the playoffs, needed one this year to keep us up. Yeah. We're missing Hutch, Leonard and Fingy badly. Yeah. Where are we? Let's come in. Let's come into that one in a minute. Um, where are we? Chris says, no, where are we? Um, this is a function of years of player recruitment neglect. We have one of the highest average ages in the division. We have none of the attributes required to succeed in this level or in this division, i.e. pace, that word, and skill and movement. Um, how exactly is Aldo going to pluck 10 decent players off Football Manager 24? Peter Sullivan's point, we have a director of football who has never kicked a ball and is out of depth. Do you know another person in the game like that? 
let let's you know let's be honest it's not when it's not an attack on on Aldo it's Aldo 10 years ago was a southern news reporter okay fact no no ifs or buts fact right and then he started up a website and everything else then he got into the club and then he got into being a, a good position within the club, then left the club, went to Stoke, didn't really do that well at Stoke, and then come back um, and brought back in when we had Brussels, who allegedly with Rowett found Fleming, found some other players and all that. The problem is, is that there seems to be this shrill, shrill, shroud of secrecy around what he does. There's rumour that we've got this Crystal Palace lad coming in, whether or not it's it's true or not. You know, and, you know, Wall Talk's coming back, you know, the Millwall-owned podcast, which is quite fantastic. But I tell you what, right, stop dragging up old players who have done the rounds across nearly every other podcast out there apart from ours, but they, some of them will be coming on ours shortly but that's contrary to, to thing. Why don't we put on Aldo, Joe Edwards, Steve Kavanagh, other members of the board? Let's have them on. Let, let's speak to them. Let's find out what makes them tick. Let's find out exactly. No bullshit PR. Aldo, go on wall talk because you'll never come on here. The offer's there, but no one will ever come on here from the club because they just... They won't. But tell us, what deals have you done? Who done them? Because according to the rumours, a lot of the players what Rowett brought in was down to Rowett, not Aldo. Aldo might have signed the contract, but were they Aldo? And this regular bit on every new signing, Aldo having a couple of lines on there, we can all see that that's pretty much PR. We don't necessarily believe a word what that is. Do you? Do you believe a word of it? Stephen? Not really. Not really. I mean, there's a comment that's come through. Aldo was at Stoke and look where they are now as well. So they clearly, it didn't work with his spell there and they haven't recovered still. So uh, the, the problem is, right, and it, uh, and this isn't a, a defence of Aldo because you don't know what he does and we don't know anything, but that's Millwall all over. It is secret squirrel with everything. It, yep. even, even down to the kit. When we when we have a new kit, every other club, some announce it at the end of the, the previous season. They've got it on the preseason tour. All the kids can buy it over the summer holidays and wear it on their holidays. Our one, we don't even have it in the shop when the first game comes around because it's all secret squirrel. It's all it's all. Oh, we can't let anyone know what we're doing. And it it gets to a point where if you're being relatively successful, you don't ask these questions. You don't care because you're you're competing at the top of the league and and everything's going well and and finances and you've got a nice kit supplier and this that and the other. But when it goes wrong, when the kit supply, when the the sponsor, we don't. No one said anything about Husky for the last couple of months. That's all gone quiet behind the scenes. That there was a battle. There is a court case going on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what I'm saying is, is that no one knows what's going on. Are we getting any money? Are we having a new sponsor? Nothing. Well, okay. Players. Let's, let's uh, sorry. Go. Hold on a minute. Well, on, just before players, players. Right. You never know who we're going to sign. You never know what's going on. It's all done on the hush hush. I get that because they don't want other clubs maybe coming in to try and. Um, to try and uh, hijack their deals. But again, what do, what does Alex Aldridge do? 
What does Steve Cavanagh do on a day-to-day basis? What are they doing that's enhancing the club? Like I said, when things are going well, no one bats an eyelid. When things aren't going well, people want to ask questions and people want to know what's going on. And But Millwall will never, ever do that. Well, here's a prime example for you, right? Ten years ago, this week, I started AMS, okay? With a couple of other bods, AMS was started to do with the regen, the Lewisham and everything else, right? And we stated during there that ideally that had been going on since beginning of the 2000s to a degree, right? It had been 2004 or so, I think it was, was going on bits and pieces. We are now in 2024 and the lease still hasn't been signed and Egan has left, which has thrown a massive spanner in the work. But 10 years on, it's still not been done. And we well, know nothing. It. We've not been told but, anything or anything else. And you're like, mate, what the fuck? Do you know but I mean? this is this is what I'm saying. It goes, it's gone, it goes on and on. And I know this, I know the comments are gonna absolutely love this, but Lurch, for example, everybody has got their their two pence worth on what he does and who he's how he's done this and how this all works, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah. again, no, you don't know anything. It's all rumours. It's all whispers. It's all, and I know that's a small thing, and no one really cares about it. You know, it doesn't matter. But it, all these things happen, and I just, it, it, as I say, the club are in a position at the moment now where they're trying to be, um, they're trying to move forward. They want better finances. They're trying to, you know, promote the club and have more of a brand and this, that, and the other. It just. I don't know. Ultimately, if it's not going right on the pitch, fans have a right to ask questions about what's going on off the pitch and we never get told anything. And to me, football, it's unacceptable. Football league rules state that we should have two forums a season. We've had one so far. We need another one. The biggest problem you have as well, and yeah, okay, I've said it time and time again, is that the MSC isn't strong enough as a fan representation. You need a strong fan group who can then pressure the club into giving us answers. Tell us what's going on. Tell us why did you choose Edwards? What's what's the reason? Not PR spill. Is it the fact that you are looking at a rebuild process? Because I tell you now, if you tell people what your process is, is that because of the budget we're on, we need to develop our youth so that then we can sell, make investment and reintroduce the money back into the team. The fans would support you, hundred percent. The fans would go, or, or right. you'd you would at least get you'd have more back in him because you'd understand the pressures that he's under and uh, with finances and stuff. When you don't know anything, you that, that you're just basing it purely. Well, you're on letting the rumours go. Yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. stuff with Lurch. What allegedly is bullshit, but it just suddenly it. it it grows and grows and grows. And all the rumours and everything else just grow and grow and grow. Here's a question for you, right? As I said earlier, we potentially got five lone players what are going to go at the end of the season. And potentially we've got five players out of contract. If, for instance, they all don't sign and the five loanees all go back without a sell option and everything else, that's 10 players. Honestly, and get in the comments, just put yes or no. Do you honestly feel that Aldo would bring you in the 10 best players to suit what you need. Not talking about buying £10 million each player. I'm talking about finding the best player 
who you need for that process. Whether it's League Two, like we did with Mayo, it, it, I, I'm just wondering, do you have all the confidence in the world that he would be able to bring in 10 players? And even for the club in general, when we do bring in a player, we get no information how long the contract is. We never get told we're playing this guessing game at the end of the what everyone's got to keep track who's out of contract this year and who how long's this long-term extension with Cooper? And like no, so that there is no faith in that sense to where if we were told, hey, look, uh, you know, the budget's been a little tight this year. Uh, we're not gonna make many January signings. And we're going to put an emphasis on the youth. Uh, no, I don't have the faith in them to do that. Uh, you play a guessing game and then uh, and then you get to the off-season, preseason. Teams going to Portugal, you get no idea whatsoever about it. And all of a sudden, Crawley fans are popping up at the game. They ended up showing up at the match because they were told by the club. They were there and we were told nothing. Uh, just another example of the, the, I almost distrust that the club has to tell us things or you know, give us an idea of the future and plans. So, yeah, if the club uh, told me, if the club told me it was sunny, mate, I'd still take an umbrella. <laughs> I, I just the, the problem is with the ten players is I don't know. I don't know enough about how it works, and it'd be interesting if we could ever find anyone that did. But at the end of the summer regardless of what league this is where it doesn't matter if we're in the championship or league one we are losing 10 players at the end of the at the end of this season unless we offer deals to the likes of leonard hutchinson bradshaw etc right so whatever happens we have to replace those players now you'll say i think alex mitchell will be one that will come in so that might be a, I, I can give you an insight into how they do things when i was found on the board even but, though i don't like to talk about it <laughs> now what i mean is like it in terms of the plan they would they, really they should be planning now it should well, be don't. now that they're looking at but what, what 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 can we do what used to happen and it was one of the things where i didn't want to do it because i was asked if i wanted to do it and i said no to steve cameron i didn't want to be involved in that meeting because i still wanted to be a fan and sort of have the secrecy you know so they don't really tell you anything about there and i wouldn't have been able to share anything and i just didn't say but at the start of the season before the season starts they have a meeting so the manager has a meeting the recruitment CEO sort of suggesting who their targets will be and the manager sits there and obviously throws in some and all that I mean I'm talking when Neil was there so Neil was a bit more active on players what you want because he scouts more and and the people around him scout more I don't know if Edwards does I don't know what's what but that used to be it so they'd come up for instance with five names and go, these are the five players, what we want, or these are the five positions with a list of names with them, with a, you know, this. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is our ideal. If we can't get them, then we'll get them or we go for this one. And they used to have different categories for each one. And that used to be it. I don't know any of the names that were on there back then, but that was what I was told how it goes. If that is the way it still works now, then great. But realistically, why do we always leave things to the last minute? Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, we we knew that we were possibly in for Santos or we were in for someone else. And then all of a sudden it was like Tantango or, or um, Oberfemi suddenly coming. What? weren't on the radar. Same as last season on the transfer window with Kiefer Moore. Last minute. Do you know what I mean? Last minute, but here we go. We'll have him then. So, yeah. Um, Connor, great point. Never will. It will never, ever happen, mate. I just feel like the club, we're in a position at the moment where you touched on it earlier, Mickey. So much has happened over the last year. Um, We've got the club has been rocked from top to bottom. It there's been, there's just, and that's just, that's just how it is. And it's really unfortunate. However, however, there are a lot of people that spend an awful lot of money following Mill up and down the country that go to every single game. I must, I don't go to every game. I go to a lot of them um i i you know i travel to a lot of places and i'm sure lots of guys in the comments do as well and we love our football club i love coming on here talking about it i love trying to interact with you know the comments and stuff it's great i i love my team but when you're sitting there week after week season after season not being told anything and it just goes on and on and on We've been lucky the last few seasons that we've been that Rauer had us competing at the right end of the division. At the moment, all you're doing, and people have said it in the comments tonight, that I can't be bothered to go to the next one. I'm not feeling. I'm, I don't mind missing this game. I don't mind missing that one. I, I have a look. I'm some. I, I have a look at what the ticket sales are like for games. More people are more interested in going to Sheffield Wednesday next weekend than what they are for Ipswich. Now, I get it's on the telly. I get it's Valentine's Day. I, I really understand mm-hmm. it. So there are other factors. But supporters are already thinking today, I ain't going to bother on Wednesday. And that's not right. That's no. not what that's not what Millwall's ever been about. You you meet no. the same faces, you make friends and, and you talk. I, I do you talk to all the people around us. And it's a, it's always been you. You look forward to a game on a Saturday and there's too many people. And it starts from not knowing what's going on at the club and why we're doing the things that we are. And then performances and lack of investment and all this kind of stuff. It's just, it's not right. It's, it's no. just not right. And, and people are, people are right to not spend, if they don't want to spend their hard earned money. I mean, the argument used to be, you know, are oh, the day trippers and this, that and the other, and are oh, you only go to one or two games. But I know plenty of people that say, oh, I'm not going to this one, or I'm not doing this, or I don't fancy it today. And that's not what, that's not what we're about as a club. It's supposed to be a unique club. It's supposed to be, you know, uh, you know, Millwall fans do anything for each other. We've got our backs. We're, you know, it's a family. We we support the team, and everyone's on the same. Everyone's on the same page. We are so fractured at the moment; it's unbelievable. And until things like the Aldo situation gets a little bit cleared up, or we understand this guy, the rumours from Crystal Palace, this guy is, is apparently a really good, talented scout. We don't know mm-hmm. if he's employed by the club. 
no one's announced anything. No one said anything. It could be. It could have been a load of old crap for anybody. For what anybody knows, we just don't know. And and ultimately, it, we're we're going down a dangerous path. And uh, um, you know, no, Dan, I didn't. I didn't have. Um, question for for you, Danny. Yes, Jada, Jonathan. Ed, Jonathan, Joe Edwards is the next guest on War yeah, Talk. Yeah, he is. But do yeah, you is. honestly believe? That you will not have pre-scripted questions. You do. Do you think it's going to be a a PR workshop, or do you think it would be, for instance, if he come on here? Even we, even I'm happy to give pre-asked questions, right? You know, five, ten questions pre-pre-asked, so you know what's coming, so we don't doorstep you, so you don't get jumped on it. But if he come on here. And going on there, where do you think you'll get the truth? Where where would you think you'd have a better uh, a shade of of questions? Because I guarantee, even if they say what questions do you want to ask, they will be highly highly edited, because it has to be because of what if they are, who they are, and all that lot. So yeah, the club hide things from us fans. Mickey, get back on the fan on the board. No, not in a million years, mate. Sorry, but no, it's someone else can have that, mate. Never again. Um, we are far too secretive for a club. Yeah. Alda doesn't bother speaking to the public anymore after someone mugged him off with a fake account on Twitter and he cried about it. I remember when Alda used to speak to us for rumours and then as soon as he got employed to the club, he never spoke to us again. Um, so, yeah, could we... Um, Andrew Roberts, um, I will be coming up to that in a little bit, mate. Don't worry, because I made a promise um, to a couple of the family members on Twitter... Uh, best part of 10 years ago, to be fair, probably eight eight years or so ago, that um, when I was found on the board, that every year I will make sure that they're remembered. And every year since, on one of my Twitter accounts, they have always been posted with all their names so that people will know all about them. And those of you who are fairly youngest, I, I will come to them in a bit. So don't panic. They will be being spoken about shortly. Um 10 minutes behind the comments, look at him, fucking hell, shut up, Frenchie. Do you know what I mean? Um, all that we know in running, maybe John Berylson did more than we know in running the club. Don't know about that. But um, it was a good, it was good to us. But yeah, I think it's, I think other people run it. And I think that's the problem now is maybe Jim is a little bit more, wants to know what's going on. Facts are the way our club is run backwards and live in the past. A good proportion of our fan base are backwards and live in the past. There has never been a clear vision for the future. It's always been live in the now and let tomorrow take care of yourself. Yep, absolutely. That's, um, that as well was what Gary Rowett did because he had a lot of, it was always planning for the loans and get, get you over the line in each season rather than thinking about what the long-term kind of strat strategy might be. I mean, I, I don't want it that listen, I could go Mate, I've not found that. I've not found one person yet in these comments no. saying that they trust in Aldo. I mean No, they don't. No, says, why I would trust they? Aldo to bring in a cup of tea. Do you know what I mean? Let's let's be honest. We've uh, you as you know, Mickey, you've had whispers and people have <laughs> heard whispers about what happened to with the Jed Wallace situation. Yep. Yeah. Now that's not that's for another time. But Nobody really knows what's gone on there. He was our best player, a valuable asset, and we just let him walk out the door for free. You know, it's just stuff like that. That let's be honest, with Zian Fleming, we have gone from last summer potentially picking up ten million pounds to this summer him having one year left on his deal, 
they'll probably play hardball and we'll end up losing him on a free again. It's just, it's, I don't know. I, 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 it's really frustrating. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I never, I'll always, I'm, I'm going on Wednesday, got a couple of away games coming up. The podcast, a load of us are going up to Blackburn if anyone's there. Um, but I just want this season to be over and done with and hopefully that we survive because we just, yeah. it, the whole thing needs a reset. It just does. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, Dan Riggs is going Valentine's Day because he says I want to be fucked on Valentine's Day, so I'll be there Wednesday. You know, a bit of tongue-in-cheek and all that. Ipswich are bottling it, so I can see us getting a draw. Uh, Stephen is the first season for ages that I can't be asked for summer for summer. And that's it. And uh, just on that, Chris um, Brown, he did one of our uh, Who Are You shows. Mm. And he, uh, if I'm right, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you... Um, He's got a motorbike and goes on his bike to all the games and ends up, you know, fine. He, he goes to he goes to loads and loads of games on his bike. And when you've got fans like that that have been following the club for a long time that are going, nah, I'm not feeling it today. You've got a problem. You've got a massive problem. Um, David, no, I didn't. I, listen, while I was fan on the board for most of the majority of the time being fan on the board, it was a it was a great position to have. But the stress what come with it, and the fact that I focused a hell of a lot of my time on it, dealing with fans, dealing with bands and and all of the stuff what goes around it, it was hard. And then the turning point was Portugal, where Fleetwood were offering our fans, um, not our fans, but their fans, money, um, tickets to go to Portugal to watch the team. And our club decided that we're telling our fans no, but offered it to uh, corporate, to, um, you know, the ones that wanted to pay the money. And that's when I left and it was just enough. It was just... Um, you know, it was good while it was a bit of give and taking stuff and you could get what you wanted to a degree with, you know, what the fans want. But yeah, no, it was, it was there, but I wouldn't do it again. It's, it's too, it's way too stressful for not to be paid, um, for the amount of hours what you put into it. So yeah. And First, you're getting that was, was that Ben in the chat as well? Hello, Ben. Yeah. Um, and Andrew, that, that comment there, thing is Stephen. Uh, if the club let us into their secrets and we find out that Aldo is pulling the strings on transfers, they know the fans would go mental over it. They would. They absolutely would go mental over it. But then that's that's the that's reason why they thing. don't tell you. Yeah, it's a good thing because you <laughs> want to know what's going on. So that's that. But that's why they don't tell you because they're worried of what the backlash would be. OK, then we'll make it that there isn't going to be a backlash and put someone in the position that can actually fulfill the role. They're only going to be backlash because they know that he's not capable, or we we believe he's not capable of doing it. I I, I don't know. It, it's just it, the whole the whole setup at the moment is completely and utterly baffling. French boys coming over for when for Sheffield Wednesday, um, and it'll be the first time. I've got my Sheffield Wednesday, and it'll be the first time ever at Hillsborough. Don't know if I want to go. No, no, no. Uh, we're at home. We're at home. That's fine. Oh yeah, first time, and I don't know if I want to go. Okay. Um, evening chaps, it's me. We know that with the hello. Um, is there still a fan? No. UEFA rules state that you have to now have a paid supported liaison role, and that supported liaison role is run is um, by Shona, who it does a fantastic job. Yes, yeah, she does. And at the moment, that's covered by Alex Russell, yep. who is um, the assistant Lionesses coach, and um, also my Alex... gaffer for the charity game as well. Okay. Point out, Alex, Alex <laughs> is a Alex is a good. F- He's a good lad and he does the world, he does the role good. But yeah, FIFA rules basically want he as a paid employee of the club. Uh, make from that what you want. 
um but yeah it, it, it is one day maybe i'll do a show with someone and we we talk about some of the things what went on when i was found on the board what you know things i dealt with and stuff like that but hey ho one day maybe a book ams and fan on the board but yeah probably not we don't write books so um yeah at the end of the show can you play that wednesday fan show and come on wednesday to cheer us up what was that i've not seen that no idea um to be honest i had friends last season who can't be bothered to go i think some of our fans are self-entitled that don't get me wrong I, that that point about being self-entitled i do think that there's a hint of well we're asking when you're asking for when you're asking for um managers to be sacked after 20 games in charge you do get a little bit happy clappy like the premier league want in instant success so i do think there's yeah. a hint of that um, yeah. in in um in being self being a bit entitled to to wanting instant success with right. Millwall at the end of the day Two things for you, um, <laughs> Anthony. First one is, where's the other fella from in the USA and does he want a job as director of football? Um, <laughs> where Just let people know where you're from. I'm from New York. I think you're speaking about yeah. Chats from Chicago. I think that's who we're talking about. Joe Chats. Oh, possibly, possibly. Or could I be you, I don't seems- know. No, definitely not me. I, Joe, I'm pretty sure Joe does a bit more with, you know, articles after every match, you know, yeah. uh, four talking points after the match. I, I think that's who he's referring to. Uh, Chicago's uh, 700 kilometers west. We've got like another that. question for you. Two questions. How long have you been a Millwall fan? I'm closing in on 15 years. Uh, okay. So uh, 2010 was my first time over. Uh, they just got promoted from League One. I went to the home opener, uh, hooked ever since. So, okay. Uh, and Chris yeah. Brown, who's a Detroit Lions fan, by the way, wants to know, do you support an NFL team? And if so, which one? That'd be the goddamn New York Jets. Uh, they, we we don't need a show about that. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, I did mention it to uh, Mickey beforehand. For those who don't know, I'm about 45 minutes from MetLife Stadium, which is where the World Cup final will be hosted in 26. Uh, so uh, that's where the Jets play. Uh and uh, it would be great uh, to be part of that World Cup experience. I mean, I've never uh, gone to anything as big as the World Cup. Uh, so, uh, and we got eight matches here in New York. That will uh, that will be an experience to hopefully just get to one of them. I don't care who's playing. Man, that's it. That's it. I would, I'd, um, I'd be on that, on that, I'd, I would love to come over to the States for that, for the World Cup. I would love, I'd love to do that. So, um, yeah, so uh, what he's saying is, have you got room in your couch? Yeah, um, yeah, if you've got... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danny, Danny Shout says, oh, pain and these Jets, I'm a Packers fan. Glad you have um, Aaron Rodgers' show now. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I didn't think that's where this conversation was going to go, but yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a very uh, polarizing figure. And uh, right. I will sell my soul for him to win some games, but go on. Right. Joe, Joe I'll do this before coming to your final word, and then I'm going to speak about the Bajor Stoke Kate. Um Joe Zamp has posted on Twitter, uh, just looking back at our last five games and we've made errors in every goal we've given away. Had we not made these errors, if we've not made these errors, we would have 43 points instead of 33 and we'd be sitting 11 point, 11th in the championship instead of 18th, four points away from the playoff spot. So scores from the last five games with players making errors in the bracket. So commentary two, Mill one, Tandanga and Sarkic, hole one, Millwall nil, Harding, 
Mill one, Preston one, Tandanga and Brian. QPR two, Mill nil, Brian, BNC and Sarkic. Mill one, Borough three, Brian, Brian and Harding. Total points from those last five games is one point. Um, and obviously we're in 18th. But if we'd have done that without the errors from obviously Tandanga, we would have won 1-0 against Coventry. Harding, it would have been a draw. Preston, we would have won Tandanga and Bryan. QPR would have been nil-nil. And Millwall um, would have won against Borough without those points. Don't necessarily if it's it. But no, yeah, you Tandang- can't. Tanganga, I, isn't it? Tanganga, I, that's his name. I, I don't think you can just say that we would have won every single no, game without the mistakes. I do. We might. We probably would have had. I would say another maybe six to nine points, which you're then having a lot. Your, your season's a lot more comfortable. So I do see where he's coming from, but I don't think you can just say that we'd win every game because that's just not. It's. I don't think that's realistic. Question no. from Dan for you, Adney. Why? What made you start supporting Millwall? Uh, so first time I was over, uh, I stood at the Bermondsey Square Hotel. I go to the concierge one day and I'm like, hey, what's the closest club? And uh, the quote to this day was, Millwall, but you're American. Are you sure you want to go there? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So walk the two miles uh, from about just after Tower Bridge down the old Kent Road and uh, got my ticket for the home opener against Hull. And that was it. Uh, my brother actually visited that weekend too. He came to the match with me. He didn't understand the concept of you can't bring a pint to your seat. Mm. So uh, it's uh, right after the start of the half, uh, second half, uh, uh, Stewart comes up to me. He's like, hey, your, your brother's there down back. I'm like, oh, what did he fucking do? What, what did he get into trouble on? He's holding two pints. I miss Liam Trotter uh, score what was the third goal that day. So. There you go. So, yeah. And just one more from Peter. Who's going to win the egg, egg chase tonight? What's the egg chase? Is this the, uh, is Super, it the Bowl. Super Bowl? It's yeah. Super okay. Bowl, yeah. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. They're the champs till they're the champs no more. Uh, it's kind of like Manchester City in the Premier League. You know, they're the winners, they're the best. I'm going to go with them until they lose. So same concept with the Chiefs. Uh, they have been to the Super Bowl five of the last six years, for those who don't follow regularly. Uh, I think they've won two in that time span. They're two and two. Uh, so they are their proper team. And uh, I'm going to take them since they There's... are I, against what Mickey wants. Mickey wants the Niners, but, you know. Fuck me. Throw me right under the bus there, didn't you? Nice. No, I just said I I I liked them when I was a kid. So yeah, I like their hat, their their gold hat with the red wine. So yeah. Um, final question for you, and then we will do thingy right. Um, and do you reckon there's any US players that we should look for? Uh, well, this is a this is a weird time to be a uh, American sporter because we've had a history of keepers for the last twenty odd years. Uh, even Casey Keller. You know, obviously, we know him as Millwall. But it's such a weird time. Uh, Ethan Horvath was um, the Luton keeper last year, and now he's, I think, third string at Forest. Uh, Matt Turner's barely hanging on it. Uh, no one's hanging on He's barely hanging on at Forest. So keeper-wise, I mean, I mean, we could have been in for a Haji right. He was in the middle of nowhere Turkey. I mean, I don't think Coventry – paid a crazy amount for him unless I'm 
mistaken on my my knowledge there. Uh, but we got guys who were, you know, in the big five leagues and across Europe. Uh, some of them are doing well, some of them aren't. Uh, so I I can't particularly pick. I mean, Millwall's had, I think, four Americans, to my knowledge, all time. And, uh, yeah, so cool. no one no one I could think of in mind. I'll think next time, though, I'll think of someone. No, Maybe I'll, I'll become the team scout. Maybe I'll become the next album. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Thanks very much for coming on tonight, Anthony. Um, it's yeah, been it's a been pleasure good. having you on. It's been yeah. good uh, having a different opinion. And look, the offer's there, mate. If anyone else out there who fancies coming on, um, and sitting with us on the show and joining us for one of these lives, more than welcome to get on with us. Stephen, you got any last words, mate, before I um, just talk about the Basingstoke 8? Um, just, oh, it's, it's getting harder and harder to do these shows. You, you talk trying to keep the faith. But Wednesday, another opportunity to try and turn this ship around. Um, the only glimmer I have of hope for the for you guys, if you're waiting for the next game, um, I do think Ipswich are on a little bit of a decline. So it might be an opportunity for us. But thanks as always for listening. As Mickey keeps saying, if you can like and subscribe, get the numbers keep going up. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and uh, as always, if you ever see us at the grounds, come and um, come and say hello. And I, if you're in, if you've won a prize and you are there on Wednesday. Drop me a message on Twitter and I'll bring them along and sort out um, getting them to you guys. No problem. So, um, February the 11th, 1978, we were playing Southampton away um, and there was a group of Millwall fans who lived down that way um, who all got into cars that day and headed um, down the motorway towards Southampton. Unfortunately, there was a serious um, car accident on the motorway or, or, or on the, the road there as such um, going down and eight young lads lost their life. Uh, that was a Stephen Metcraft, Bill Ward, Todd Phillips, uh, Stephen Bays, Alan Smith, Stephen King, Bob Bonds or Bob Bond and John Webb. Um, these lads lost their life that day and it's probably our biggest um, loss of a fan base um, in our entire history. But it did happen 46 years ago this year. And obviously there are only a few articles around uh, where you can still read about it. If you put in the Basingstoke Millwall fans, you'll, you'll probably get an article. I can post an article, uh, the link to the article. Uh, I don't know the families. I speak to a couple of the relatives on online. I don't know him, but I did make a promise back in the year. Um, and I just said that every year I will make sure that their memory is kept on. And as long as I'm still here, there's stuff set up on Twitter accounts. What keep just keep posting and posting. And I will make sure that they are always um, remembered. There is a plaque, um, which I think will be going up at some point. I had nothing to do with this. Um, this was all done by Hoff. Uh, people on Hoff, who, you know, loads of people want to moan about Hoff, but Hoff is what it does for different charities and different causes and everything else is, is second to none. Um, 
this is a nice big plaque what will be going up at some point um, around the stadium somewhere uh, and just to make sure that we remember these lads um, who unfortunately didn't come home from going to watch a game of football um, and obviously it's even more um, oh, closer to home considering that we're going to play Southampton in a couple of weeks um so yeah when you go down there you know just remember that maybe you know if you want to take a flower or something but you know just to pay respects or something it'll be probably a nice touch um and yeah that's pretty much it for us then for a, another week uh whether or not we're back on wednesday um or whether or not we're back on Friday or we do a mid-show or we do a space or so, what's your space? We, we will sort something out for you. Uh, many thanks for all of you who've joined us tonight. Been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and thank you very much for putting um, up with us. Um, I can't answer that, Chris. Uh, the fans have led the, the, the what you call it, so it will be coming up at some point. Um, and, yeah, that's it. So MFC for life says so some of our fans do my nothing what more can JD J Edwards do? It's not him making mistakes and lacking fitness, injuries galore, trying to change playing styles. Could try back, could try four at the back, maybe. So um, yeah, that's it from us. Um, we will be around again in uh in a week's time. So um yeah, we're going to win with this. We were so busy talking shit about bringing the message to the people, we never stopped to bother whether the people gave a shit about the message we were bringing to them. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.